Yeah, I either want it to go awesome or terribly bad. I don't want a mediocre. I, no, no in between. I want it to either go, oh, that was the best race in press weekend ever, or, or we crashed eight cars in the sprint race, and then everyone's starting from the back of the field. <laughs> I either want one of those two things to happen. Welcome back to Formula Breakdown. This is Ross. I'm joined as ever with Caleb. And man, it has been a while. Really strange to just be three rounds into Formula One season and then have this long of a break. But it was four weeks. Yeah, long, long time no no see. I mean, I've seen you, but we haven't been with the audience in a minute. Yeah, man, what have you been up to? What have you, how have you been passing the time with no race weekends for basically the entire month of April? Slept a lot, watched a lot of other TV, watched some pretty uh, boring NASCAR races, went to a spring football game, and it was 40 degrees outside, American football that is, and some concerts and things things of those na- that nature. Right on, right on. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not really a fan of other racing series at this point in time, at least not to the point where I follow them regularly, so I kind of always want wonder how like enjoyment level fluctuates or if like your brain kind of understands like different rules different kind of sport different variables going on so i i I am kind of glad you have some more racing to enjoy when f1's on break or anything like that yeah enjoying enjoying is putting it lightly i don't think it was very it's I don't know, NASCAR <laughs> is kind of, they've been changing rules the past few years, and then they do this and that, and it's not like the old thing that I'm used to watching, you know, back in the early 2000s, when I think they were at their prime, they keep changing things and stuff of that nature, so, but I still watch it, it's something to do on Sundays when F1's not going on. Well, speaking of changes, our first big topic today, of course, if you've been online this week, uh, F1 has approved a new sprint weekend schedule. Yeah. Uh, It goes as follows. There'll be a practice one, and that's it. It happens Friday afternoon before qualifying. So qualifying for the actual Sunday main race is going to be Friday evening. And then we have basically a sprint Saturday. So basically, there's going to be a sprint shootout, which they are trying to rebrand, but it just looks like a regular qualifying session. (laughs) It's like the the five fastest, slowest are out in Q1. Like, well, that's just qualifying. It's the super sprint showdown brought to you by Heineken. Freaking Mountain Dew, (laughs) KFC sponsored. I I don't know. It's very strange. So then they have the, the sprint qualifying and the sprint race on Saturday. So now... The sprint has no effect on the order of the grid for the main race, which might be one of the few things I actually do kind of like coming out of this. So now that teams that maybe struggle in the sprint aren't going to be necessarily punished in the race. So that's good. Caleb, does this make sense though, this weekend schedule? Could it be confusing to more casual or new fans? And maybe how you would you revise it if you don't think it's working? I'm going to look at it kind of in two different ways. I'm going to look at it kind of from the eyes of the teams and somewhat of what F1's been trying to do. So F1's trying this whole new tire situation of making teams use certain tires during qualifying so that we're using less tires and being more, you know, eco-friendly, even though we're traveling around the globe 50 times during the year. But now we're doing two qualifyings, two races where cars can... they're everyone's pushing all out during all four of those events so the odds of a car getting damaged are that much more higher so you're spending that much more resources that much more money kind of like pot calling the kettle black almost they're contradicting themselves a lot it doesn't really make entirely too much sense but at the same time 
from the point of view of a race fan. I get two qualifying sessions and I get to watch two races. Granted, the sprint race won't be as probably exciting as the actual race. I mean, you never know, actually. But we're at least going to get to see two qualifyings and qualifyings are usually always pretty exciting. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the whole sprint race weekend format is an attempt by the governing bodies of F1 to try to figure out a way to make three days of their event exciting. Because, you know, if you just had practice on Friday, like I imagine that's probably a pretty lukewarm event for those guys. They're not selling a lot of tickets to free practice one and two on a Thursday or Friday. But if they could angle it where, hey, your regular race qualifying is Friday, you get a self-contained event on Saturday and then the actual race Sunday. Like it gives everyone a reason to come back. You're seeing something that's going to matter towards the actual championship every day. So I guess from that perspective, it's good. I see a lot of problems. So what happens when like, I don't know, a mid-level team shunts their car on the race Saturday in the sprint? Yeah, you have a lot of rookies in, in this field this year. Yeah, and I forget how many hours they have to actually repair their cars it's not a lot and then you know your team's tired because they've been trying to fix this car depending on how much damage it is i don't think you're doing a favor towards the teams whatsoever i think they're definitely going to be like really pissed if a lot of stuff happens you know especially if one of these top teams have both of their cars go out say red bull you know they both wreck in the sprint race i mean that's that's not good for one of these top teams especially like or or even a better example would be aston martin who are have a ton of momentum going on right now and then they wreck in the sprint race you know that's we've almost seen that happen a couple times where our good buddy Alonzo almost gets hit by a stroll and then you get two guys taken taken out on the same team for a sprint race I'm not the biggest fan of sprint races I don't think I like more racing but I'm coming at it I'm looking at it more logically like I don't think the risk versus reward is better but I kind of see what the FAA is trying to do. By they're just wanting more money in their pockets. More racing is better for them. Well, let me ask you this. Devil's advocate. Do you normally watch the actual broadcast of practice one and two on a Friday? I like watching the practices that coincide with the times that the race is going to happen. Because that's when you're going to see the teams actually using or actually preparing for the race. But do you typically, let's say you're at work, we're in the States here, so we we miss it live most of the time. If you get off work Friday afternoon and practice one and two are up to watch on F1 TV, do you go there and watch the full thing? I usually, it's on on in the background. I'm not sitting there watching it, but I am paying attention to it. Okay. And I'm not going to watch the, I'm not going to watch like the, the, practice wrap up i'll usually i'm such a nerd about it that i'm i'm wanting to you know take in as much content as possible i got you and and there's some people who are like that like the fans the diehards and but i think their their thought process is the more casual fan will actually go out of their way to tune in on a friday night to watch qualifying since it's going to matter towards the actual order of the race There's more stakes, so it's easier to get invested. And I'm sure that's the thought process to getting people to the track too, which is what they want. They want a full track every all three days the entire time they're there. So I get it. Um, I think there's going to be issues with figuring this out. I feel like it's awfully abrupt because this was not what we thought the 
the new weekend schedule is going to look like for sprint weekends. Just looking at it and not thinking about it, it doesn't make sense. Like at face at face value, it's going to be confusing. Like let's say you have a new fan who who gets talked into to tuning in and they watch Friday race qualifying and then they come back Saturday and they're seeing another qualifying and then or maybe they miss the second qualifying for the sprint and then they just watch the sprint race and the race starts and it's not the order that they watched Friday night. So they're like, wait, what's going on? You know, I, I like the idea of one practice. I agree with that. I don't think there should be two. That's going to be hard too, if you think about it. But after a four week break, oh, let's let's challenge these teams. Like, I don't think I don't think they need three practices or two practices. I don't either. I think I think one practice. I think that makes it very interesting. But that's also coming from kind of my NASCAR side. Uh, it's varied a lot throughout the years, but they'll do one practice. Some some tracks they won't even do a single practice. They just qualify and then go to the race, and that's really strange. But I like the idea of one practice. I think it puts more pressure on the teams. I think they really have to have their stuff together. It makes the teams actually push during practice and kind of actually are going to get a sense of what the race may actually look like. I think it makes it more exciting because you see one like if you, if there's a practice one and it's in the rain and you know you have a practice two, I'm not going to watch practice one because it's probably not going to matter. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah, if it's not going to match track conditions, you're not really going to get a sense of who's doing going to be doing well in the race i remember i uh i saw alex albon do really good in free practice three uh, at australia and i immediately picked him for f1 fantasy i was like wow that was i needed like a i needed like someone on the the lower end of the kind of grid to fill out my team and i was kind of looking i'm like wow he did really good this is exactly what the track is going to look like for race day on sunday i'm picking him so and it would have paid off probably if he hadn't have shunted it into the wall in the blind turn and one more point kind of about the times it's something else that makes it actually pretty interesting is qualifying for the race the actual race on sunday is that approximately the same time as the sprint race the sprint qualifying is approximately at the same time as the race for sunday time of day not only is the time of day different but this grand prix is also happening earlier in the season than it has the past few years so it was um past few years it's been in mid-june but it's now actually in april so, you know, the, the average temperature, the air temperature could be different by several degrees, which could change how tire degradation works for different cars. Yeah, tires and engines. Yeah, I mean, air temperature has so much to do with not just the track, but also how your engine is running. You know, cold air is denser. You're going to get more power out of, you know, cold air than you are going to be out of, out of a hot track. So it could be interesting, which if you're talking about more power and more speed, kind of lends its hand towards Red Bull, as we've seen this year so far. They seem to be the fastest, so they don't need any help. These other teams might could, but, you know, with more power and that, that kind of also puts more strain on the engines potentially as well. Yep, yep. Do you see anyone getting, like, a benefit from, like... Do you see anyone getting a benefit from the cooler temperatures? I don't know. I think, you know, Ferrari's had such bad degradation from from their tires this year. You know, maybe a cooler track could help them a little bit, but that's it's it's kind of relative because it's going to also help everybody else. So I don't think it's going to be an advantage towards one team because gotcha. I think the ambient air temperatures going to be an advantage depending on how much different it is if it's just a couple degrees i don't think it's going to change that much at all you know if we're talking about a race it's in the winter and we're doing it in the summer now that's a pretty big difference but eh, it's it's hard to tell until we actually are on track i feel like mercedes tends 
to be a little bit quicker and put together on on tracks with a lower temperature. So they kind of came to mind as well as the Williams. But just a thought uh, I thought it was worth bringing up. I think we could put a pin in this that like really the sprint weekend is going to be a huge question mark and a good indication of what we can expect to see the rest of the season. But also, if something doesn't work, hopefully the FIA is quick to address it and change it and maybe make this make a little bit more sense. Yeah, I either want it to go awesome or terribly bad. I don't want a mediocre. No in between. I, no, no in between. I want it to either go, oh, that was the best race in breast weekend ever, or, or, explosions. or we crashed eight cars in the sprint race and everyone's starting from the back of the field. <laughs> I either want one of those two things to happen all right man well the top three teams right now running behind red bull of course are aston martin mercedes and ferrari everyone is expected to be showing up with their upgrade packages uh, aston martin expected to have theirs in italy for round six mercedes also expected to have an upgrade package for round six and then ferrari who aren't expecting to see any kind of major pace change until round eight uh, in Spain. Do you think it will really shake up the order, these guys? And and do you think anyone is coming with anything for Azerbaijan with a meaningful change in where they're going to end up in the order? I'm sure somebody's going to come with something interesting. I mean, there's definitely going to be that one car that has something on it. I don't know who it's going to be, but some. I feel like this little break has given everybody ample time to get creative with something. And I hope to see some kind of shakeup somewhere. Red Bull hasn't really had many changes to their car at all this year. Not even subtle changes. I mean, maybe maybe little little things, but you know, we're talking about these other three teams. Red Bull equally they can make changes in between these rounds. I mean, I know that they don't have as much wind tunnel time as these other people do or these other teams do but they're going to be improving too that's what everyone keeps forgetting to talk about is there is a fourth team there Red Bull can just get faster they are already fast so these other teams have to make you know leaps i mean huge leaps to catch up to red bull i'm i'm ready for us to get to this round six area i'm really excited to see what mercedes brings i i think everybody is really excited about it but i'm equally excited about aston martin because i think hopefully they can only go up they can only improve from here so and they're already pretty good so it should be interesting yeah i'm hopeful for aston martin and it seems like mercedes has the kind of right people back in the right places uh, starting to see a lot of rumors about more departures coming out of mercedes camp but i hope that still leads to them coming with improvements not even just as late as round six but i, I hope to see some stuff for azerbaijan uh, that helps them pace wise Ferrari, though, it seems like they're kind of already waving the right white flag for this season, round eight, before you're expecting any significant pace change and already having mechanical failures. It's just not a good sign. Last year, both Ferraris retired before the midway point of Azerbaijan because of mechanical failures. And this kind of cemented the fact that their 2022 season was not going to be going the way that it looked like it was at the beginning. Some some rumors starting to swirl that maybe they're unhappy with signs. And we saw today that their race director may be leaving to go to AlphaTauri. Just do you think both of these Ferraris are going to make it to the end of the race. And do you think maybe we'll have better results than we've seen so far this year? I think it's just typical Ferrari, Ferrari fashion, like that they've been in the past several few years. I mean, I, I equate them to like the Dallas Cowboys. They were great before we were, could really, where we, where we were old enough to realize what was going on. They're the old dynasty. And we kind of grew up in the Mercedes era and the Lewis Hamilton era and, you know, and the Vettel, you know, the, 
few championships he won as well. So he didn't really get to see Ferrari. I mean, they were good, but they weren't ever like dominant. They haven't been dominant. This is like Michael Schumacher's team, yeah. right? This is the team Schumacher yeah. won with. They haven't been dominant in so long. They've been good, but the dominance like we're seeing from Red Bull this year, we haven't seen that kind of dominance from Ferrari in some time. And for them to basically just, they're basically going belly up now. And we're how many weekends in into the season? Four? Is that right? Five? Yeah, it's like a condensed version of what happened last year. Yeah. It's almost like, oh, you want a recap of 2022? Here it is in three weeks. You know, it's, it hasn't been promising. I think Leclerc is so good. I think I've said it so many times. I know everyone thinks that. I think Leclerc is probably top two, three driver on the grid right now. If everyone's in the sh- same machinery. He's good. He's likable. And he's just in <laughs> this team that should be amazing. It's Ferrari. I mean, everybody in the world. Knows, if you say Ferrari, what color are they? Red. I mean, you could ask a kid that. And for them to be as bad as they are, it's just, it's pretty disappointing. And I'm not even really a Ferrari fan, but it's its disappointing. It's, it's very much a backwards company. I feel like they do everything differently um, from a PR standpoint, from a business standpoint, except, you know, drive their cars upside down. I, I don't understand their structuring. I don't understand... A lot of their strategy or, or calls or I don't know. Um, I, I, I hope for good things for Leclerc and Sainz, both hardworking guys who, who really seem to believe in their team that always seems to let them down. But we're not going to see anything from them for probably at least four more races. But I do hope they make it across the finish line. I hope they get some points so they can at least stay in the mix and limp along until they have hopefully a meaningful upgrade. I don't know how they have a worse car than they did last year. I feel like they could have brought last year's car and they would probably be just as good it just seems it just seems like this car is worse than last year's car now i don't know if that's just relative because the other teams around them have gotten better and so it's it looks that way it very much seems like last year's car was quite a bit better even near the end of the year it seemed like it was better than what this car is right now yeah it may just be a transitional year for them and we just have to make peace with that with the new principal over there mr fred and making some changes so but man yeah still around this time last year there was a lot of promise and hope for a competitive season it did at this point look like it was slipping away because the season was actor the, the race was in June uh, compared to now it's in April we actually had Leclerc take pole position during qualifying uh last year do you see any chance of Ferrari taking a pole position no, this no, year no, and no. if not who do you see taking pole I think Perez takes pole this this weekend street race monster I think I think he does it I think the Red Bulls got plenty of speed as we've seen uh, I think Perez has had a long break and he's Hopefully still has that fire underneath him that he has had for the past few races. And I want to I want to see him get pole. Now, we have multiple poles to talk about, technically. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure how I wanted to discuss that because it's like, I mean, order Friday is going to kind of spoil the order for Saturday. So, barring, you know, weird things happening, do you see someone different taking pole for the sprint shootout? Sure, yeah. Max gets the sprint. <laughs> oh <my laughs> yeah, there God. we go. <laughs> I'm going to jump uh. off that fucking, I'm going to, you know, that tower that you always see in the background of Azerbaijan. I'm going to climb that and jump off it. It's hard to bet against them right now. Let me, let me be, let me be the one with an interesting prediction. Um, I'm going to say that Alonzo takes pole, maybe not for the regular qualifying, but I bet he gets one of them. And then the other one will probably go to a Red Bull again, but I don't know. Red Bull's had a sorted history here. You know, Max has actually raced here five times for Red Bull 
and he has DNF'd three times and only won here last year. So it's not exactly been the kindest race for the Red Bulls. So we'll see. Obviously uh, a great year here last year, but I think probably a Red Bull takes one of the qualifyings. But just to be interesting, I'm going to say Alonso gets his first first pole of the year, Azerbaijan. I could see it happening. I could I could see that going down, but I just it's hard to bet against the Red Bulls. I've said this so many times this year, and until somebody comes up with a really good upgrade, I it's just the logical choice. Is as, as exciting as I want it to be, and somebody else get pull, I just can't go against the the numbers. Well, this is going to make this next question a little redundant, but last year we saw on podium uh, Max get his first win at Azerbaijan, with Sergio getting silver and Russell nabbing. Third, what do you think the podium's going to look like? And you could pontificate about the sprint race and the main race if you'd like. I feel like the sprint race is going to be pretty generic. I don't think people are going to be really pushing that hard because I don't know how much of it, it really matters. I mean, yes, there are points on the line, but if you wreck in the sprint race, then you're really screwing yourself out of even more points for the actual race so however the sprint qualifying goes i feel like that's how the sprint it doesn't behoove you to be risky in the sprint especially on a street circuit like this especially on a track like this so i think however the sprint qualifying goes is how the sprint race is probably going to finish with a few probably surprises along the way i think sprint race will probably be like a verstappen sergio alonso podium that we've seen a few times this year but for the race i think sergio wins the race i kind of want sergio to win the race alonzo in second i don't know who i want to put third i think max dnfs or something crazy happens with max let's just let's throw russell in there for third that could definitely happen see what you're saying teams are gonna there's 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 a lot less strategy opportunity in the sprint race because it's shorter there's a lot less pit stop i don't even think a pit stop is mandatory in the sprint race so if, if if you have some kind of issue you're basically at the back yeah but the good news is now that doesn't affect your race order, which is that is the one thing I kind of like about what they've changed for the sprint weekends. So I think you're more likely to see a shakeup of the podium for the actual race day. So um, I, I say we'll see probably our typical three at the top of the podium for the sprint race, probably some mixture of Verstappen, Sergio, and Alonso. Uh, just unless like Alonso just gets unlucky in qualifying, and the Mercedes somehow finds some pace to get around him again, and then I think something more akin to a Mercedes being on the podium Sunday, probably a I'm gonna say Sergio, Alonso, uh, Russell. Yeah, so we're in agreement for the for the race. I think so. I think so. I think if it's not Russell, it's Hamilton. Mercedes on the third step. Yeah, I think we see like a Red Bull DNF, some powertrain, some kind of failure this weekend, something along those lines, whether it be for Max or Sergio. I think they're about due for something like that to happen. Yep. And the FI just changed the rule this year, actually. So now um, they'll have uh, teams are allotted four power unit parts instead of three. So they will actually, everybody will have a little bit more wiggle room as they're smashing into walls on sprint race weekends. Lord knows Ferrari needs that. It came a little late yeah. for Leclerc, but you know, worth noting like, like Azerbaijan is not known to be like the most thrilling freaking race weekend. So I'm, I'm going to kind of be sitting on my hands. It's not the easiest track to pass on. The walls are close. The turns are tight. Very nerve-wracking. Not quite as bad as like a Monaco. To me, it's just, it's not like qualifying makes everything a foregone conclusion, but it's, you're not going to see as much passing as you saw in like Australia or anything like that. I think it's a, it's a racier Singapore. I'll allow that. Yeah, I'll allow that. Although last year, Singapore was insane. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's a, they've got more straightaways. You've got a few tight turns. 
in Ashapachan, but it's a it's a very fast track. There's that one that front stretch is forever long, and then you've got yeah, that's you've got true. the two ninety degree turns back to back. So I, I'm just excited. I'm excited in general just about let's have some F1 on TV in one form or another. I agree. I'm ready to be back into the deep end after this four week break. We have five races in six weeks. We've got double headers going on weekend to weekend. I'm kind of ready to be in the deep end of this season and really swim around in it and get back into my excitement even if the front of the grid isn't the most compelling as as far as like competition goes everyone else seems to be neck and neck every team has got at least a point so uh, there's a lot of really close battles going on for second for third for fifth for sixth stuff like that so um Caleb, anything else you want to touch on about the Azerbaijan as we get ready for the race weekend? I think that's it. Just ready to, for Friday to get here so we can watch watch something. At least we get practice and qualifying on Friday so that will be exciting to be able to like kind of jump into the deep end, as you're saying. Yeah, man, it's going to be great. I, d- I do think there is some, some positive uh, things to be had for their kind of sprint weekend lineup. So be sure to check us out on YouTube, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Keep an eye out for our post show this weekend, and we will see you guys next time.